Welcome to the Visionary Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Lawson, coming to you live from Levides Pavilion. And today I'm joined with um, Harvard's very own Elle Stauffer. What's Hi, up, guys? <laughs> How's it going? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Time's going by really quickly now that school's in... I know, it's know, crazy. It's time. almost October. I know. So how are you adjusting to being at Harvard? I am adjusting, I think, pretty well. I think I took a gap year, so... The year off definitely made it hard to come back to school and I got really used to just sitting and doing nothing, but I think I'm adjusting well and the time off made it easier actually for me to come back because now I'm like ready to do something, ready to jump in. It's interesting like interacting with people again. Hello visionaries, um, this is me editing and unfortunately there was some static as, um, but basically Elle joined the Hidden Opponent nonprofit organization created by Victoria Garrick, who is herself a mental health advocate, especially for student athletes and young women in general. And Elle doing this just really shows that she's ready to start the conversation around mental health. And I know that her mission is to end the stigma around it. So I'm just really thankful for this conversation. I hope you get something out of it as well. So we hope that this episode inspires you to have more conversations about your own mental health and please be sure to reach out if and when you do need help. Um, I'm going to link some resources in the co- in the description of the episode, so please be sure to go check those out. If you can see it, you can be it. Your mental health starts with you. Now we are going to transition into Elle sharing what life was like for her during COVID and how that brought about a lot of hardship in her life, but it's stuff that she's worked through now, so... I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had was having like anxiety attacks and just felt like I couldn't be around people and had to make up excuses to get out of everything. Like I also remember that during like COVID, like during quarantine, like it was you, first of all, no one was really seeing friends, but like I would go out my way to make up another excuse not to see friends Mm, because I just didn't want to interact with people. And I think that kind of came up like right when COVID started, it was just kind of like, I don't know when you're in that headspace of like, you have so much time to think and you're stuck at your house. It's kind of like everyone kind of enters a depressive state, but you don't really know how to like, I don't know, fight it. And so that was something that like, really became prominent was the idea of like trying to fight it but you don't want to ask for help it seemed like because it was like you don't want to be judged because there's such this negative like statement behind the whole idea yeah definitely I know and I too like went through the same sort of thing and I feel like looking back on it now I have no idea how I got through that Mm -hmm. so like untouched and like unharmed yeah (laughs) because it was just so like it was you versus you mm-hmm. in those situations. Like, there are no distractors. You're not busy like we are yeah. now. Like, I was just talking to my friend earlier, and we are saying, like, okay, right now we're so busy, but, like, are we really busy and thriving, or are mm-hmm. we just kind of, like, busy and suppressing all the other yeah. emotions beneath the surface exactly. that could then bubble up? Yeah. Um, so, Victoria Garrick, she is someone who I've followed for a long yeah. time, just about, like, her body positivity mm-hmm. and... Like, she's doing a bunch of really big shoots right now, and she's really just, like, doing great. Like, she has her own podcast, Real Pod. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and I, too, remember watching her. She just popped up on my feed talking about um, just athletes and 
at USC there was that stigma like you were saying how people the athletes felt like they were trapped and they couldn't yeah speak out for themselves or mm-hmm. advocate for themselves what made you speak out for yourself and when did that happen I think a lot of it came through like my mom and she was just really supportive about it and like she knew that like something was up when I didn't want to like go out somewhere with my friends like did, was having trouble like when I was away at places didn't want to sleep out and stuff like that and I think she kind of was like okay like I think it's time to like start seeing someone like to start like getting help and like knowing that like everything's going to be okay I think one of the reasons that like athletes are so scared to think like speak out about it is because they're scared that like okay their coaches will think think like okay they're soft yeah they have anxiety they have depression they have like panic attacks they're soft we can't rely on them and last second like moments but in the truth it's nothing like that and you can rely on them it's just they have anxiety that's triggered by different things which yeah. a lot of them aren't even sports related right they can be behind like the pressure but i think that it can be so much more and it's just like you have to ask for help but it's so hard to do it yourself it's like you need someone else to push you almost yeah what do you think would have happened like if your mom hadn't like mm-hmm. pushed you like i don't know for me personally like i don't really have those like mental health like allies or yeah. advocates and so i've like been like in and out of the therapy mm-hmm. for a few times but never really stick with it and just kind of like try to strategize on my own but yeah what are your thoughts on that like yeah i think that if she didn't push me i think it would have like been a trouble it actually honestly it started in the beginning like a covid like the whole body positivity thing it became really hard for me and it was something that I never thought about before in my life. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, COVID, it kind of was triggered by like TikTok and mm-hmm. the trends on there with influencers. And I actually like developed an eating disorder. And that was something that I never expected to happen to me. But then I just like, my mom like could tell like I was losing weight and like, it came from this idea that I was trying to be healthier, but in yeah. reality, like I was just like losing all my muscle and stuff like that. And it got to a point where when I look back at pictures, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I look so unhealthy, like yeah. stuff like that. And I didn't want to ask for help, but like I knew there was something wrong. But it came to the point, I think it was like Labor Day weekend of um, last year. And we were at like the beach away with my family. My mom was like, okay, like I think we need to do something about this. Like I think we need to go get help. And I was like, thank you for like saying something. Yeah. Because like I kept pushing it off, but it became such a struggle to the point where I was like, it's so dangerous. Like you can, you can be in the hospital you're gonna pop hospitalized with heart issues and stuff like that and like no one really understands it and it's kind of overlooked it's like okay just eat the burger but it's not that easy yeah. and people don't get that so I think if my mom wouldn't have said anything I think it would have been like very detrimental on my basketball career and just on my life in general yeah definitely mm-hmm. definitely and so you have a an L feast account yes. right okay <laughs> so during that time like was that account kind of like a source of pressure and anxiety for you to kind of keep up that Mm -hmm. how did that work for you because I know posting anything on social Mm -hmm. media is in and of itself a very like um consuming thing and you're trying to curate this persona Mm -hmm. so did that happen so I started it when like if you look at my account it's trends from like at first being like healthy recipes to then like being me going out to food get food uh-huh. and it started by that because like I was like oh like I want to eat healthier so I started posting like healthier food and then it then I when I started getting help and realizing there was an issue I was like okay like I can't do this anymore like I don't want to make a trend like I followed and yeah. how I went down for other people and that's why I kind of shifted my whole like persona and perspective into this thing where it was like 
my I think my caption like my profile says like you only live once so why not eat and that's mm-hmm. like the main thing is like you only live once like enjoy yourself while you can and I instead switched it into like me going out to eat and it was actually like challenge meals so like you'd pick I'd pick meals every week with my therapist that mm-hmm. I would have to go and get like fear foods I was scared of and that's kind of what it turned into because I felt like that's obviously people didn't know what I was going through through my Instagram yeah. but it helps other people like oh it's like oh my friends follow this like oh like she's getting that like yeah you don't have to like have this you don't have to avoid burgers for the rest of your life right it doesn't work like that and that was like one of my main goals was to like I don't know trend away from what everyone else was trying to do yeah and you can still be like an elite athlete yeah. at a high level exactly and eat the burger <laughs> yeah exactly yeah definitely I remember I think it was beginning of covid that transition mm-hmm. like we were both at the end of yeah. high school and it was like covid in that mm-hmm. summer um into that summer before freshman year when yeah. you took a gap and i enrolled but that whole summer like i had no one around me to compare myself to so like yeah. our team is so amazing because yeah. all of us are like so unique in our mm-hmm. own ways like different body types different backgrounds like socioeconomic like um different sexualities like mm-hmm. i just love our team for that reason yeah but yeah, I remember the same thing. I would go to TikTok and like think that it was normal to be like the that girl, be that yes. girl videos where all they drink is like the green um, smoothies in the morning. And, and egg then, whites. Like, egg whites, yeah. And I'm literally vegan. So like that yeah. stuff doesn't work for me. So yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, what is this? And yeah. then I also think I posted uh, on my Snapchat story. I think I had okay. like... A, se- a separate account where I'd be like vlogging my day of eating. I remember this. And it was like, like so. Like I remember this so like. It was so regulated, and I think I even tried to start posting TikToks. Like if anyone yeah. finds my old TikToks, they're so cringy. <laughs> but like, I was just like so overanalyzing when I was eating yeah. and putting it into my body, and yeah, I didn't realize that maybe if I ate more, I literally could have gained more muscle and gotten so much. Exactly. Stronger. That's why like during my gap year, it's like. One of the things I regret is that I lost so much muscle because I lost so much weight. So I feel like I worked up to this point of like, okay, I was trying to get stronger and then it all kind of came crashing back down on me because I felt like I lost basically everything and kind of had to work from like ground zero. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's such a scary point to be in because you're like, am I going to be able to get back to that point? Yeah, exactly. And you haven't even started your your, um, Mm -hmm. college career yet and there's so much up in the air. But so I kind of want to ask you, like, you've been very open about your mental health this mm-hmm. far, and I'm sure that journey for you to like kind of open up about it like wasn't an easy one. But nowadays, like, how much is like mental health part of your everyday life? And like, yeah. do you talk about this like on a normal basis? And do you think like that there is something good for like that we can learn from talking about this? I definitely think that it needs to be talked about more. And at first, it was something I really struggled with. I was like, oh, like, I don't want anyone to know that I'm going through this. Like, I didn't tell my best friends for, like, at least, like, 10 months. Like, didn't tell anyone. Like, no one knew what was going on. But people had suspicions because I was just not the same person. Yeah. And I remember, like, at my graduation, like, I was talking about this yesterday to one of my best friends. And I remember being at my high school graduation and... I like was like oh my gosh like I can't like eat this before it because like I'm gonna like look bad and I remember people kept coming up to me like my parents and be like you look so good yeah and I was like thanks but like in reality like I would look at pictures and I'm like you can like my like chest bones are out like you can see everything and like it was such a dangerous and low point in my life but Mm -hmm. you make it look like it's so perfect 
And I think that's one of the dangerous parts about it is that like people don't talk about it. So you make through Instagram, you make it look like, okay, like everything in life is great. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you don't know what's actually going behind the, going on behind the camera. For example, like my Instagram, like I went to Aruba, I went to where, like I yeah. went to Florida, I went to all these places with my mom like during my gap year. But in reality, like and everyone was like, oh my gosh, like you're thriving, like you're having the best life. But in reality, like going on those trips, I didn't even want to go on because it was like, okay, like I'm not in control of what I eat. I'm not at home. Like I can't cook for myself mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I think talking about it became really vital. Like later on because I realized there's so many more people going through it than just me and a lot of people won't get help and I was very lucky that I had my parents to like help me get help and the more I learned about it and the more like I went to see therapists and stuff like that you realize the disparities between like socioeconomic backgrounds and how people can't get help yeah and just bringing awareness to it so it's more of like I don't know something that you can get instead of just being a privilege because mm-hmm. the idea that you have to be privileged to get therapy is just ridiculous. And I don't know, I just like thought that it was something I needed to talk out about. And it's definitely not something that like I talk to everyone about. But yeah. I have like my best friends who like I'll go to and like if it's like midnight and I'm having a really bad day, like I can text them and like they know exactly what to do, like they know what to say mm-hmm. and like it's just something that you have to take day by day because a lot of people don't understand it so you have to be light about it I guess yeah definitely and I feel like mental illness and mental health can kind of come in literally any shape Mm -hmm. or form yes and at any given time like you can be fine and think okay I'm literally in the best state of mind Mm -hmm. and then something just happens that will like trigger you and yeah then you're just like, this is something I haven't experienced in my life ever before like Mm -hmm. I remember like first freshman year um, I think I had a bunch of papers due or something and I was like literally freaking out like I could not breathe Yeah, and I was just like mom like what is happening to me like this has never happened to me before in my life so mm-hmm. I think it is important for people to know like just because like you are in a good place now doesn't mean like you don't you won't need this conversation and like this help mm-hmm. for a separate time exactly things can go south so easily especially yes. like when you don't have things yes exactly but yeah um, so what do you what advice would you have for someone say like an up-and-coming like student athlete mm-hmm. or just a student in general um, Who's like facing the same struggles we face? Yeah, like what what advice would you give to them? I think definitely like no, it's not just you and like there's so many resources out there to help you especially as a student athlete and if you're in college like especially in college like it's actually available to you even though it's hard to get in, but it is available to you and it's not, you don't have to pay usually. So that is a plus, but I think just like knowing and reaching out to someone because people will be there to give you help. And I think right now, especially there is more help for it than there was in the past. But Mm -hmm. I think just bringing awareness to it and not being scared to make action because you know that you're not the only one. And like, it may seem like you're the only one, but in reality, there's so many other people around you that are, like going through it as well and also the idea that like so many other people around you care about you so much more than you think Mm -hmm. so just like knowing that and remembering that and thinking like oh they're not gonna judge me they're not gonna drop me just because I have this like problem like if they do that means that they weren't there for you in the beginning so I feel like that's definitely something to like remember yeah I think that's also one of the biggest lessons that I've learned recently Mm -hmm. is like those people who are your people are going to be there for you no matter what and like that's a very superficial way to say it but 
I think it is like kind of um, shines a light on the people who are like there for you in mm-hmm. your life. Like they're not gonna just go away because they're uncomfortable. Like yeah. they're gonna be there for you in like the times of like discomfort and like if they don't show up, like that's a reflection of like themselves on mm-hmm. not on you. Exactly. So, what does having a healthy mental state or a healthy state of mind mean to you? I think that that's like almost a privilege almost because mm-hmm. even thinking about it in my perspective like having a healthy state of mind is so hard and like I'm not there yet and I don't think a lot of people are there that have gone through like histories of things but I think to have that is so nice and something that like you want to keep so if you ever start having like those negative thoughts like that's where you want to go get help and you want to start early because then you're not gonna like go as far into it because the farther you go into it the harder it is to get out Right, like break the cycle. Yes, exactly. As soon as possible. Yeah. So, like, being so future-oriented as you are and, like, as everyone is here, basically, um, like, what kind of kept you going throughout that time? And, like, how did that kind of affect your goals in any way, like, with athletics or Mm -hmm. just, like, personal interests? Like, how did did that have an effect on it? It 100% did. And, like, I think that's something that is still so hard. It's the idea of... I wasn't working out at that point to be better at basketball. I was working out to lose weight. I was working out to get skinnier and look at myself better, like through the mirror. Yeah. And I think that's something that like is really reflective upon how it went because I kind of started forgetting about basketball and it kind of made me like, I was so underfueled that I had no motivation to like go to the court by myself. And yeah. like, I had no motivation to do anything except for the fact that like, oh, like it was to eat. I would be able to eat food if I worked out. I would be able to lose weight if I worked out. Like it was like almost like I ate and it was worth it. And that was something that was really hard on me because it made me question whether or not I still loved basketball. Yeah. And I guess it was just like I was kind of in such a bad state and like couldn't even remember what my past life was like. Like yeah. It felt like I was in two different like thresholds kind of. Yeah. When I hit my lowest point, it's like I, it's a blur. And like now it's like you can't forget you can't remember anything that happened like before that because you're now so stuck in this place. Like I know I used to like go and eat this or I used to go and do this, but now it's like, okay, like did I, like, did I do that? Like yeah, why is it that so wasn't hard me. now? Yeah. Like, that, that couldn't have been me. Exactly. Or like that was a different person. Yeah. And just like making up excuses that. for it. I've heard that a lot where people in like times of extreme hardship mm-hmm. or of extreme growth, like they'll refer to like their old selves as a completely separate individual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, yeah. Yeah. So, being um, in that mindset, like, how did you get yourself out of it? Like, what self-talk, like, got you through that? I think it was a lot of work with, like, therapy and working with other people because I think self-talk was something that was, like, really hard. And But it was also me telling myself, like, okay, like, I'm not going to be able to play basketball if I'm not healthy, if I'm not at a healthy weight. And that's still mm-hmm. something they monitor because you can so quickly just like go backwards and I think that was also not the main part it's also like you have to look past basketball too and I mean there's so much more of life outside of basketball Mm -hmm. and I think that's one thing that athletes forget is that like you have a future you want to be able to have a family like you want to be able to be happy you want to be able to like have a life outside of basketball and you're not going to do that if your only goal is to get better for basketball and for your sport yeah definitely Mm -hmm. I mean at the end of the day it's just a sport Mm-hmm, it's, exactly. It's given us a lot of opportunities. Exactly. And yeah, for me, it's like obviously one of my biggest passions, but 
yeah, I think you have to kind of like look inward to find like what you want. Yeah. I love this um this buzzer. I know. Actually, <laughs> the background music. Honestly, I've been looking for some background music. It's okay. Um, do you feel like you've learned to capitalize on your like mental state to help you um, play better and become a better player? Like, do you think that your mental health and like how you play is related or? For you, like, is that more separate thing? Because I think it could differ from person yeah. to person. I think it also depends on the day. Okay, Because true. some days, like, I'm like, okay, like, ugh, I don't want to go play. Like, I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad week. Like, but I've also just learned to reach out to, like, my best friends who understand what I'm going through. And, like, they're always there to talk. Like, they're always there, like, one step away. And, but I also think at some point it's like, okay, like, I want to go to basketball so I can get my mind off of it. But sometimes, mm-hmm. like, basketball isn't enough. Like, Sometimes basketball just seems like a chore where it's like, okay, like, I want to get my mind off of it, but, like, now I have on my mind the stress of basketball and learning some plays while I have the stress of, like, I have school in the background, then I have, what am I going to have for dinner? (laughs) School in the background. What what is Ann and Bird going to cook me for dinner? What? Yeah, (laughs) what food am I going to have to, like, Exactly. And, like, that's been something that's so hard even just coming here. It's like, okay, everything's changed so much, and I went from doing nothing to all of a sudden, like, doing everything. Yeah. So, like, I think it's really hard to distinguish between, like, sports and mental health, but at the same time, like, I don't know, it can help each other, but, like, you have to remember, like I was saying earlier, there's like outside of basketball. So in reality, like you kind of have to distinguish between the two. Mm-hmm. Have you picked up any habits from therapy that you like practice daily? Um, I would say just like when I'm having like okay, like an anxiety attack, it kind of seems like the whole world is just closing in on you, mm-hmm. and like the whole world is just like you're the only person there. It's like you're in a room with a group of people, like all your best friends, then all of a sudden like. You're on your phone, like, texting your mom. You're completely quiet. You can't hear anything around you. Your heart's pumping. You're, like, breathing hard. And, like, it's kind of just, like, I don't know. Then you start, like, you have to remember to tell yourself, like, oh, like, my brother always says, like, you're picturing yourself in the worst situation. But in reality, when is that situation actually going to happen? Like, what is going to happen so bad to you right Right. now, like, in a situation with a group of your friends? And... You kind of have to just like think about your life and like you're like they say one thing to do is like focus just on the little things like oh i'm wearing white socks oh i'm wearing a black shirt Mm -hmm. it gets your mind off of what you're overthinking about and kind of like getting out of the way and i also think one thing is just like positive self-talk like i could say oh i don't want to go get like that pasta dish like i don't want to go have that because i didn't work out today i remember one day we canceled pickup and i was like texting my mom i was like we canceled pickup and like I ate so much this morning like I was like like I now feel like I have to go work out because I ate so much this morning like I feel like I have to justify what I ate and like my mom said and one of my best friends were like don't go work out they're like like challenge yourself not to work out your mental health is better is more important than basketball is and like if you're only going to go work out not because you want to go like play but because you want to like go earn the food you ate this morning don't go work out and Mm -hmm. I think that was something that like helps a lot is just like trying to like fight back and not give in every second yeah yeah that's amazing i think do you think like your growth as a person like translates onto the court and like makes you like a more confident player Mm -hmm. or something like that because for me it's like when i'm at my best is when i've like put in the work like mentally like i've either like meditated or sat with myself or like i feel like i'm in a good 
spot to kind of like extend myself to the game and like to my teammates. Yeah. Um, because like you said, when you're struggling with this, it's literally you in your own universe and it's hard then to kind of yeah. be present and in the moment. Yeah, I think that it's definitely something like, okay, like, I don't really, I guess you find yourself in a place where it's like, oh, like, I'm confident, but I think it also has, like, brought me backwards. I think I used to be a lot more confident, but, yeah. like, since I went through this, it's like, okay, like, I haven't played basketball in a year, like, I haven't done this, like, I think, honestly, it's kind of affected me backwards, but that's something that, like, you have to keep working at, and right. you can't, like, give into it and realize oh, it's going to be like this for the next four years because it can't translate into the rest of your life. You don't want it to translate into the workplace. Mm -hmm. So I think like trying to fight it back right now, but I definitely think that like it in the end, it will help me grow into a stronger person. And in some ways it has made me more confident, but right now it's like I'm still trying to work through that, I guess. Yeah. And I think also one thing is getting to that next level is always going to be more difficult than it was to reach that like plateau or like that level that you had just like cross like you've gone through so much and like even if you do kind of like fall off the track a little mm -hmm. bit like you're still way better off than you were yeah and that's still like they say like the hardest parts are like right before you take off and mm -hmm. like really fly and play, yeah so. yeah okay well thank you so much and um i will link some mental health resources and um hidden opponent yes. victoria garrick's and i'll link her um youtube um, for anyone listening who's interested. Yeah, I definitely recommend that. Yeah. Okay, so now we're at our closing segment, and it is the quick vision questions oh round. Oh, boy. So you have to, it's going to be like five questions, and you just have to kind of answer in like one sentence or one word. Okay. Okay, so how can I be the best rebounder? <laughs> oh, my gosh. How can someone be the best rebounder ever? Hit bodies and be determined. Okay, period. <laughs> um, what is your favorite meal? My favorite meal? Definitely like a burger and sweet potato fries. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. With ketchup or without? Mm, I mean, I'll take a ketchup. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not like either or. It doesn't okay. matter. It's either way. It's good. Okay. I'm like very ketchup. Like, okay. I'm like a ketchup person. Um, so favorite quote? YOLO. <laughs> I love that quote because it's so true. It's like such a like a uh, cliche thing, but like in reality, you only live once, and like that can literally be applied to everything. But another one of my favorite quotes is "turning garbage into gold" because okay, the Sixers announcer he Mark Zumoff like that's all he used to say is like turn, someone would miss a shot and like someone would get the rebound and put it back up, and it was turning garbage into yep. gold. I love and that. I think that like you can think about that of like I thought about it as like my past like eating disorder and like turning garbage into gold. Like you can get so much stronger from your yep. past. Yeah, I love that. I literally have chills from, okay, who is your favorite NBA player? Matisse Thibel. And the last question, what is advice for a young person um, on finding their inner visionary? Mm. Don't be afraid. I guess if you keep it in one sentence, yeah. like, don't be afraid. But like that being said, like, ask for help and like know that like your future is there and like you have to look so much further than the little things and that there are people there there are resources and just ask and like don't wait too long yeah definitely. be productive and like get it over with. yeah 
don't just like wait and like assume it will get better. Exactly. Because most of the time it won't. It will not get no. better. <laughs> Speaking from personal experience, it's I a like... downward slide. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, thanks all for coming on. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, to everyone listening, um, if you can see it, you can be it. It all starts with you. Um, if you valued this episode in any way, make sure to follow for more. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> so much fun.